just maybe shoot me a, 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 a text, let me know that everything's looking good and we're on Facebook Live. And if one of you all, I don't know if that'll be you, Brother Herb, or, 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 or uh, Pastor Tim, someone can translate some of the questions or comments that are on the Facebook Live over to the YouTube, or to the Zoom, uh, that'll help me be able to respond as well, okay? Okay, no problem. Fantastic. So with that being said, let's do this tonight. I'm gonna actually go into speaker mode tonight and I am going to pin uh, my video, so we're good to go. All right, so let me just take a quick moment to say welcome to everyone watching this broadcast on tonight. I'm Dr. Michael Anthony Stevens, Senior Pastor of the City Church, uh, Church of God in Christ, Huntersville, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. I do want to take a moment to acknowledge and honor the presence of the Lord on this virtual experience on this, what we call TNT, Tuesday Night Teaching. It's also an acronym, stands for power and uh, the exousia, so the power and the authority of the word on Tuesday nights. So I certainly want to take a quick moment to acknowledge all of the saints, the leaders and friends of the city church, particularly, let me just thank the staff and the clergy leaders. You've held it down online these past few weeks. You've also responded to some of my um, pain points of being on on Tuesday nights. Do want to give a special shout out to Mother Eleanor Montgomery, who taught and preached the word of the Lord this past Sunday at the City Church. Listen, tonight is going to be a special night. In fact, we're getting back into the vein of what I call, uh, I'm just going to call it what it is, breaking news, talking now, breaking news and talking now. Many of you all know over the years, City Church built a, 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 a trend and I think a, a legacy of being rapid, being ready and being relevant to respond to some of the breaking news, some of the things that were a little bit more germane to our community, whether it was our faith community or even our uh, ethnic African-American community background. For those of you that are joining and watching on Zoom tonight, welcome. Thank you for responding to the call. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook Live, we also say to you, welcome on tonight. I'm gonna take about 60 seconds. In fact, let me give you about 90 seconds would you quickly tell a friend tonight, uh, we're gonna talk about the um, unfortunate and tragic mass murders of Buffalo, New York. I was just in that region two weeks ago. Uh, in fact, I've been there two or three times within the last year or so. And so it's a little dear to me. I also have friends in that region of the country. I've reached out to a couple of them, uh, extending our prayers and support, but, um, you know, I want to kind of know how you're doing tonight. You cannot possibly, you cannot possibly hear, witness, experience, and see some of the footage and know some of the things that have happened in that part of the country and it not have an effect on you mentally, uh, emotionally, spiritually even. And so with that being said, two parts of this conversation tonight is to maybe give some advice. You know, what do we do? What can we do? How do we respond to the tragic events of what we see happening with this mass race-driven murder, uh, murders, I should say, uh, there in New York? Um, yes, we are, many of us, a distance from that part of the world, but what do we do? What can we do? How should we respond? And so I want to give some practical things. I want to go, obviously, to the Word of God, because that is our foundation, that is our bedrock, that is our firm uh, fundamentals of how Christians should respond in this particular hour. And then number two, I want to open up a top opportunity to dialogue. Please feel free tonight to use the um, chat uh, features there on Facebook Live, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. For those of you that are here on Zoom, please feel free to use that here. If you have questions, ask those questions tonight. If there's a comment or a statement you want to make, 
Um, if there's something you'd like to see addressed in this form, I want you to feel comfortable doing that on tonight. All right. I'll be sharing my screen in a few moments. Um, this is brokenhearted. This is hurtful. This is sad. But I want you to have a platform and I want you to have a safe space, a safe space to where you can vent, where you can share your, your feelings, your, your thoughts, and uh, we'll try to accommodate. And sometimes um, there's really nothing you can say. In fact, I think it was Billy Graham, who, uh, the late Billy Graham, who said, oftentimes the deeper the tragedy or the greater the tra tragedy, the less that should be said, the less that should be said. And so tonight, I wanna talk to you a little bit about the word of the Lord. In fact, um, uh, if you have the Bibles tonight, and I'll share my screen in a few moments tonight, uh, in fact, let me do that just kind of now, because I just kind of wanted you all to just kind of get a feel of what's happening tonight. And, and, and again, you know, what, what our response should, should be. Some of you all tonight saw, um, literally, you, 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 you saw these things in the making. You, you saw e headlines like this, you know, the Daily News, uh, pure evil. You know, this 18-year-old white teen took five months, by the way, five months to plan, to plot, and to do nothing that, that was short of pure evil in the city of Buffalo, New York. Uh, it hits home for a lot of us. Um, unfortunately, it hits homes for a lot of us. This is not the first time there's a tragic event in our era or in our time. In fact, this is not the first time that as Christians, we have to find a way to cope with the news we've heard the news we've read or, or we, we, we've witnessed, right? You know, this comes from racist, unfortunately, um, uh, you know, a, a race replacement theory. Uh, maybe tonight we'll talk a little bit about the race uh, replacement theory. What I'd like to do just for a quick moment is I'm actually gonna share my Bible tonight uh, just for the next few moments, because I want you to go to Luke chapter 13. Would you, if you have the Bibles with you, let's go to the book of Luke uh, chapter 13. On tonight, and uh, Pastor Tim, Minister Herb, if you don't mind, just <clears throat> just want to make sure that they can see what I see on tonight. So hopefully, you see my, my Bible that's in front of me uh, real soon. And again, for those of you that are at home, uh, I'm going to ask that you find the Book of Luke, chapter 13, on tonight. All right, Pastor. Yes, sir. Your looks like on my end. It looks like your screen is frozen. It's still kind of like halfway on your email. Oh, I see. Okay. Let me make sure I get out of that. That's something we don't want to see. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Let's share. Let's see. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Let's go to Logos Bible Software. Can you see my, my Bible software now? Yes, sir. Okay, great. So in the book of Luke, chapter 13, there are two uh, uh, incidents that happened in the days of Jesus, and they were nothing short of tragic, nothing short of heartbreaking, nothing short of tragedy. Uh, there was present at that season some who told him about the Galileans, whom the Bible says blood, Pilate, had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all of the Galileans because of their suffering such things? And Jesus' response was, I tell you no, but unless you repent, that is, change your mind, change your way of thinking, change how you see things, you all will likewise perish. Or the second event, verse four, Luke chapter 13, verse four, on those 18 whom the tower of Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think that they were worse sinners than other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? Notice Jesus' response again. 
He says, no, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will also likewise perish. You will also likewise perish. Now, you know, you know, that's probably not the typical response you and I would have wanted in such an hour of tragedy, such an hour of misfortunes and hurt. Um, we're already licking our wounds. We're already grieving. We're already confused. We're frustrated. We're without words. And so they come to Jesus and they expect perhaps a certain answer. They talked about, you know, number one, the scenario of something that was unfathomable something unheard of, something that was so beyond reason and comprehension. You know, Pilate mixed the blood or they mixed the blood with these Galileans and, hey, Jesus, what, what should our response be? Notice his response wasn't on those who had passed or even the, the travesty of the event that happened. His response was on you and I, his response on those that were living. <clears throat> and if that wasn't enough, the next set of questions come. So what do you do about the tower of Shalom that fell on the 18 that died? What should be our thought process? Again, it wasn't so much on those who had perished as much as it was on here's what you should be doing. And he uses the word repent both. He uses the word repent in both scenarios. Now, again, before you judge me and before maybe you look critically at the Bible and say, that's awfully harsh, the word repent, isn't sort of in that context of come hit the altar and cry and weep and confess all your sins. That wasn't the word repent when Jesus used it in the context of Luke chapter 13. When he meant by repent was change the way you're thinking, change the way you have a perspective or an outlook on the situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let me pause here for a moment and let's bring that into modern day context. We say, hey, Father, here we go again, this racist, brutal murder of mass epic, uh, 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 epic situation in our community. We're hurting, we're broken. We don't know quite how to respond here. What is it that we should be doing? <clears throat> what should our be responsible be, whether it's media, social media, you know, corralling our kids and grandkids around the kitchen table, and Jesus said, I want to make sure you have the right perspective, the right way to see something. The word repent really comes from the word to return to the pent, re and pent, return to the penthouse, return to the top way or the highest way of seeing the thing or responding to a thing. And so in essence, what Jesus is saying tonight is I need you to see this situation as unfortunate as painful and as hurtful as it is, see it the way it should be seen. This is an opportunity to witness to the world. This is an opportunity to surround Buffalo, New York with your love, with your prayers, and with support. Those families, in fact, I'm gonna go back and share my screen again because I think the ultimate thing I want everybody to be able to see tonight are and is, excuse me, uh, these families. Give me a moment here. I want to make sure that you all. Um, I don't want to focus on the on, on the on the killer. I don't want to focus on the, the the racist murderer. I want to focus on these lives that that were precious and lost. And and as many of you all probably already know, um, from last count, <clears throat> excuse me and forgive me for my my my, my voice on tonight. And I'm going to uh, put up another screen for you all to see. I don't know if you can see this one now. I'm sorry, that one's went out. What I wanted to show you all tonight was another uh, screen. 
uh, that obviously these are those that are praying there in front of the Topps grocery store in Buffalo, New York. But tonight there's another uh, version I will show you. And that will be simply this. That will be the 10 who lost their lives. From last count, three of them were actually part of the Church of God in Christ. Mother Young, at the age of 77, was a very active church member, church mother, and Sunday school teacher. And then there's one of the deacons who uh, was a part of uh, the state Church of God in Christ in one of the jurisdictions there. But what I understand, the security guard who worked at the store had a Church of God in Christ uh, uh, history as well. You know, not that we're focusing on the denomination, but when you are part of this denomination, it certainly cuts to the core and it hits home a little deeper. Uh, I want to give you three things to think about tonight. In fact, three things that you can do right now, um, even from Charlotte, from Huntersville, from North Carolina, from whatever, from wherever you're watching in this uh, uh, country or abroad, and you perhaps you're not in that Buffalo, Rochester um, uh, area. Number one, pray. Number one, pray. If my people, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and pray, turn from their wicked ways. The Lord makes a promise to you and I. He said, if we would seek his face, that he would hear from heaven. Number one, he would forgive our sins and he would heal our lands. He would forgive our sins and he would heal our land. We need God to heal our land, heal the land of racism, heal the land of confusion, of the spirit of murder, the spirit of terrorism, the spirit of fear. We need the Lord to heal our land of division and classism and, and all type of schisms that keep us divided. And I don't care if it's political, if it's racial, if it's ethnic, we have to believe God to heal our land. We have to pray. The Bible says that men should always pray and faint not, right? Luke 18, 1, that we should always, in fact, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, that we are to give ourselves or remain in constant prayer. I know that there are some tonight that might say, well, pastor, you know, that's old fashioned, that's sort of wore out. And, you know, I don't see how that's relevant. No, I yet believe that if we seek the Lord while he may be found, that he is our only answer. We have to be people given to prayer. David said, I have given myself to prayer. I know you're frustrated. I know it hurts. I know we feel broken. I know things are topsy-turvy, but we have to remain in prayer. Number one, prayer for the people of Buffalo, New York. I reached out to Bishop Matthew Brown. He spent many of his life, if not all of it, in, in, in Buffalo, New York, before he transitioned uh, to, to Atlanta, Georgia. You know, what, wasn't making a name for myself, Didn't look, not looking for a preaching invitation, but just to let him know we're praying for you because I know this breaks your heart as a resident prior of that city. Um, I don't know a lot of people in Buffalo, but those that I know, I'm praying for them. Number two, other than pray, what else can we do? What about the ministry of presence? the ministry of presence. Number one, prayer. I think that is the greatest asset, the greatest activity, the greatest ministry you can give is prayer. But then number two, what about the ministry of presence? Uh, if you are in that Buffalo area, perhaps you can spend time with one of the family members of those that are hurting and grieving. Well, Pastor, I don't live in that Northeast corridor of our country, but maybe you know somebody who does. Maybe you can reach out to them via a text. 
buy you an email. Better yet, pick up the phone and call them. Uh, whether they're clergy or community or layperson, pick up the phone and call. They may not answer the phone. Leave a voice message. Let them know. I don't need anything. Don't want anything. In fact, I'm calling you to offer my ministry of presence. Know that we're praying for you. Know that we love you. Know that we care for you. Um, number three, prayer. Number two, presence. And then number three, participation. Now, you can't be in Buffalo tonight. You may not be able to sit with the family these next few very dark and difficult days. But here's what you can do. You can participate. I participate with my voice. I participate with my values and I participate with my vote. I'm, I'm not here to tell you what side you should be on as it relates to gun control and the Second Amendment. I, I can't tell you what side to be on. But what I can tell you is you can vote your convictions uh, by participating. You can be a voice, whether it's online, whether it's social media, multimedia, whether it's writing an op-ed, whether it's, uh, they say that one of the oldest victims of this tragedy was 86, I think, years old. This time last year, she actually wrote an op-ed dealing with gun control in her city. Who would have thought a year later she would have become that victim herself? But you know what? She at least took time to put pen to paper and voice her values. And so you can participate. You know, maybe prayer is too spiritual. Maybe prayer is too intangible. But what about participating with your values, with your voice, and then with vision? Fourth is vision. Have a vision for a better tomorrow. We won't be able to reach that 18-year-old racist murderer, but maybe there's another potential racist murderer who's spending five months to plot the next attempt. Maybe he lives in Charlotte, Cornelius, Davidson, Rock Hill, uh, Chicago, Las Vegas, New York, Miami, or wherever you're at. But if, you're, if you have a vision to reach that young man or that young woman, I believe change can be made. Let's remember this scripture. The Bible says if one put a thousand a flight, two can put 10,000 a flight. You may not make a world a difference for thousands of people, but one of you can set the trajectory, the trend, and the movement of making a difference by simply participation. My time is almost up. Before we go to an opportunity to dialogue, to read some comments, to answer some questions, let me reiterate again. These people were heartbroken in Luke chapter 13. They could not understand that what they experienced would dare happen in their lifetime. Tonight, we're heartbroken about what we're reading and seeing and witnessing in Buffalo, New York. We are, we, we are also without words. Did not think we would see this again. It's bad enough that it happened a few years ago in Charleston, South Carolina, where a young white man went into a black church for the purpose of evil intent and killing and achieved those purposes and motives. And here we are again, five, six, almost seven years later. Unfathomably, it happens again. So they said, Jesus, what do we do? He says, change the way you think about prayer, about participation, about the ministry of presence. May your voice, may your feet be your vote. May your voice, may your feet be your values and make the difference wherever you might be tonight. So with these things being said tonight, we rebuke the spirit of murder. We bind up the evil, wicked spirit of, of, of great replacement theory. We come against every spirit of, of, of hate 
and division in our land and in our country. We pray for people's mental health. We pray for people's emotional health and spiritual health even on tonight. I'm gonna actually go to our chat just for a few moments here. <clears throat> and we have people who've commented saying they've hurt, they've cried, they've been hurt. Um, we have to minister even the more to our teens. And um, thank you, Pastor Tim, for this updated comment. Our teen ministry will be sending cards to those there at the top grocers there in the city of Buffalo. Um, I'm not sure how we might be able to connect with some of these families, if that is all possible. Maybe we can do some Google research, friends who know friends. Uh, Pastor Tim, I'll put you in direct contact with Bishop Matthew Brown. Maybe he has some resources of how we can directly send some love to those family members of Buffalo, New York. Let's open up the call. Uh, Brother Herb, would you help moderate some of the comments and maybe some of the thoughts you're seeing and experiencing from Facebook Live or Instagram Live? Uh, on tonight, or perhaps if you're on my Zoom, let's open up for questions or comments. We'll take the next seven, eight minutes to address these, and we'll close out right about 7.30 to 7.35. Minister Herb Morrell, thank you tonight for helping and assisting uh, from your end on tonight. You're welcome, Pastor. I actually have a comment, Pastor. Um, even on today, uh, while going to my local voting uh, poll place, um, the woman was working there, you know, it's, it's just a, a spirit of fear that has now come over um, sure. places with, you know, with a, a good, I would have to say a, a good amount of, of, of us in the room. And um, it was a young white gentleman came in with tattoos and she totally became very fearful and stopped with, she, she was stopped paying attention to me but she to pay attention to this this young gentleman. But you know that's the the thing that we need to pray against is spirit fear that will try to come in and you know inhabit um God's people. Sure. And before we close out in prayer tonight, we will make sure we list that. And if you can add that to the chat room. In fact, let's add that prayer request to pray over the spirit or to pray against the spirit of fear. Uh, 2 Timothy 1.7. Let's add that to the chat room. For those that are on Zoom tonight, would you add your prayer request to the chat if you're watching on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, or YouTube Live? Would you also add what your prayer request would be, whether it's the victims of Buffalo, their families, something that you're dealing with as a response to these things. Um, if you're on Zoom, please unmute your, your mic and share with me your prayer request and or your thoughts tonight as it relates to the tragic loss in Buffalo, New York. I do want to take a moment to acknowledge Mother Montgomery, who's on tonight. You may not be able to join on video, Mother, but if you could take a liberty and maybe um, uh, share maybe a thought that you might have. You were our guest, well, not a guest, but you were our speaker this past Sunday. Uh, I was in the pulpit while you were preaching, so I did not get a chance to hear or experience the word of the Lord, but I heard it was absolutely, absolutely phenomenal and earth shattering. Thank you for ministering to the city on this past Sunday. Your thoughts, mother, thoughts, comments, questions, anything that you might have to add by you tonight. Good evening, Pastor, and thank you for the opportunity to stand in your 
spot on a Sunday. Um, I give God all glory, honor, and praise for the opportunity and for the word that he gave me to deliver um, to him. All glory and praise goes to him. Um, this matter, um, I'm concerned about the freedom that um, young men have or, or, or another race have to just want to wipe us out so freely and think there will be no consequences. Um, I think maybe his mind went to the young man that did the shooting and I think, um, um, what is it, Chet? Um, Charleston and the other one where the young man got off of shooting and killing those two black men. But <clears throat> I, I don't like um, that fear is coming over the black community, mm. but I also don't like when we kill each other. True. And that, that's, a, that's a major problem that it seems that we have the hush mouth about. I think we need to take as much of a stand on that issue, but fear comes with that one too, because they are fearful if they say anything, their home may get shot up. I think it's time for the church and um, and our brothers and sisters of, of other races need to take us a firm stand and come forth and come and comfort us as their brothers and sisters. There's not an African-American in this country that's not affected by the shooting. And so when our other brothers and sisters of another race don't say anything and they are quiet, that kind of gives me something more to pray about because I don't care to support them like I had before. And I'm just being honest. Sure, sure. And so um, a lot of a lot of prayer um, and that our young people don't become so angry and um, vigilant today want to um, come back mm -hmm. and, and start um, killing other people in in response to what's going on. But um, one thing we do know, God got us covered, God got us all, um, and um, he will give us really how to deal with this um, within our local church, within our home, talking with um, other people to where um, this hatred don't begin to spread like a wildfire uh, um, toward other people. So that's my take on it. Mother Montgomery, I wanna say thank you for again, ministering on this past Sunday, but thank you for ministering to us tonight. You brought out two very poignant perspectives. And unfortunately, we don't wanna talk about those. We don't like when people bring up quote unquote, black on black crime. It's amazing the resistance and the kickback I often get from us. You know, all oh, those numbers aren't true. Oh, that's not believe. Uh, the truth is there are more white people killing us than black people. But no, 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 that's not true. That's not true at all. Uh, uh, when it comes to homicide, when it comes to suicide, even unfortunately, we kill ourselves. You know, uh, uh, we, 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 we murder each other. And from a percentage point of view, and well, you're just listening to the white people's stats. No, this comes from blackdemographics.com. This comes from oftentimes uh, uh, the statisticians of ethnic background who says, let's cut through the, the jive here and deal with the facts. Um, you're correct. We get really hot and bothered when someone else murders us, but it's, it pales in comparison to the number of homicides in our communities across the world. I think at the end of the day, let's bind up the 
spirit of murder in the black community period whether it comes from the hands of a black man or a white man or an asian man let's kill let's bind the spirit of death in our community whether it's a baby that's born or a baby that's in the infancy stage or a baby that's yet to be born there is an all-out spiritual attack from the spirit of from the from the pits of hell against the black community somewhere between homicide suicide, murder, racism, and abortion. There is an all out attack to rid the black seed in America. And we're not helping ourselves. And we we are often a community in denial. We wanna turn this into a political conversation when the reality is if my people who are called by my name. We got to go back and pray. And then we got to go back and love one another and tolerate, not tolerate, but, 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 but show authenticity again toward one another. Mother, any feedback before we continue on with other comments and questions from others? Um, I, I totally agree with what you say. Um, we as a community need to open up our eyes and see how um, we're, we're being wiped out slowly but surely by other races and by ourselves. Um, and to know we need to crack down. And, and I agree with what Denzel Washington said some um, time ago. He said it starts in the home mm. um, to this, this crackdown. You, you, you can't be your child's friend and the parent too. Be what God mm. did, appointed you to do first which is to be that parent. And sometimes being a parent isn't um, mm. um, top priority. You know, you want to be the friend, but you can't be the friend, be the parent. And as far as uh, abortions, and it's, it's just murder every which way you look. It's just a, a senseless murder going on. And we need to stop it the best way that we can. I know praying will help. But also, we have to take a stand. And it's a lot of fear. It's a lot of fear in the church. It's a lot of fear in the homes. Um, I even think twice when I pull up to a store, I don't immediately get out my car. I look to see what's going on in the parking lot. I look to see how people are coming out of the store and entering into the store before I make a move. So that's the time that we're living in. But I totally agree. We have a lot to to pray about and to come together as a people. Wow. Mother Gummer, again, thank you so much for that contribution. Read some of the responses in the uh, chat boxes from the various social media channels on tonight. All right, very well. What I'd like to do at this point is, is share just a little bit some of the comments that were online tonight. Uh, thank you, Brother Powell, Sister Powell. Pray that the Divine Holy Spirit would keep the families affected in perfect peace and, and, and miss the storms. Yes, we will be praying for those, those, those families and, and, and them on tonight. Um, uh, I'm not sure, if, uh, I won't read the name, but could God be trying to stop the people of God from hiding in the church, but go out into the marketplace and lift Jesus up? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm reading a book right now called Anointed for Business, and it talks about, you know, all of the miracles that were performed in the book of Acts. Every one of them, with the exception of one, happened 
outside the church. Uh, I was preaching in Baton Rouge, Louisiana this past, uh, what was it, uh, Sunday at a beautiful church, Philadelphia Christian Ministry, Bishop uh, C.O. Shepherd, his wife, Paula. And I said, listen, let's, let's cut to the chase here. I believe COVID-19, God allowed to get the church out of the four walls. God allowed COVID-19 to shut down, to go into a pandemic, to go into a quarantine, to get the church outside the four walls, into the marketplace and into the ministry. And I think these things will continually happen until the church wakes up and says, you know what, let's get out of our comfort zones and get back to uh, the streets, get back to communities and marketplaces, because that's where the people are. People have stopped coming to church. So now the church has to go to the people. And right now, this is a great opportunity to embrace the city of Buffalo. Again, not just inside the church on prayer, but outside the church demonstration uh, with love and unity and commitment. So thank you for that contribution and that 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 uh, piece. Sister Graham said, pray for the families affected by the shootings across the country. Again, praying against the spirit of fear within our brothers and sisters. Very much what uh, Mother Montgomery said. Someone else wrote, pray for those who need food. Yes, we are in a food desert. I don't think it's gonna get any easier anytime soon. Guess what? This wasn't the first food desert. Let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back to the days of Abram, uh, Moses, others, Joseph for that fact, who there was a famine of food in the land and they had to go down to Egypt and uh, depend on them. We know in the book of Isaiah that we are not to depend on Egypt nor go down to Egypt because of the horses, the chariots and the might of men. But we are to look to the Lord uh, and regard him, the Holy One of Israel. So let me encourage all of you, even in the midst of this famine, in the midst of this, what we experience as a food desert, let's continually look to the Lord who will supply all of our needs. Someone else wrote tonight, I'm um, just going to the comments. Thank you, Sister Maisha, for sharing that. She's been crying, and these have been difficult days. Again, I reached out to a friend, a uh, bishop of mine, who has served in Buffalo for many, many years. His response simply was this, we are broken. Friends, let's practice prayer tonight. Let's practice the presence of ministry or the ministry of presence. If you know someone in that Rochester area, the Syracuse, the Buffalo area, text, call, email. Take a moment to reach out and say, listen, I know I physically probably can't be there, but I'm sending you prayers. I'm lifting you up. What can I do to help you? Uh, if you have teenagers or young people around you here, wherever you may be watching this tonight, take a moment to ask them how you're doing. How do you do mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Can I pray with you? Can we talk this thing out? And let's give them the word of the Lord. Minister Herb, I want to give you one other opportunity just to share any updates that you might have on Facebook Live. I know David Dye is working with YouTube Live. Pastor Tim, anything maybe that you're seeing that I have not had opportunity to address? I'm sorry, can you, can you speak up again? Uh, Vanessa Gilcrease, can you hear me now better? Yes. Okay. Um, on Facebook Live, Charlotte this If I heard you correctly, we're also praying for those here who've also yes, lost loved ones here in Charlotte. Charlotte. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. In Charlotte. All right. Very good. Yes, we'll keep her keep them in prayer as well. Anyone else before we close tonight? I want to close with a word of prayer. In fact, I promise you I'd put one more picture up before we close out. And that is uh, again simply to remember those tonight who have lost a loved one. This is not the best picture that I have that I could find, but it is a picture that um, I, I, I desire to leave in your memory on tonight. And that would be of the 10 victims that we know of um, at, at this point. And so with that being said, I wanna pray with you all before we close out on tonight. I pray that you all can see these pictures. 
Um, let's keep these families lifted in prayer. Again, this one kind of cuts home, it cuts deep. And I know that for many people tonight, uh, it just, it keeps you in an opportunity to lift these families in prayer. Let's pray. Father, tonight we do want to take a moment to say thank you for your faithfulness over your promises, over your word. Father, there's so many tonight that are hurting, that are grieving, those that are confused, those that are without um, answers tonight. But God, we look to you for you are the Holy One of Israel. And we say, oh God, have mercy on the city of Buffalo. God, comfort them with your love. Thank you that you've already dispatched angels that will bear them up, strengthen them on every hand. We pray for these families right now that have lost these loved ones, God, that you would comfort them for you, through the Holy Spirit who comes to comfort us in our affliction and our pain, that God, you would strengthen on every side. Father, with the enemy meant for evil, God, thank you that you will get all the glory and the honor, even out of this painful situation. As you spoke through Luke chapter 13, may we have a change of the how we think and look and our perspectives. And God, may we have may, may we practice the ministry of presence and participation as we pray for these loved ones. We pray for those here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and all the surrounding areas, those of others who have lost loved ones because of the spirit of death and the spirit of murder. We pray, oh God, over our country that you would heal our land, senseless murders from racism and replacement theology and, and, and this whole great replacement theory. Father, I thank you tonight that as our feet would vote, as our voice and values would go forth, that we would stem the tide and we would see people healed, delivered, and set free. Father, we thank you tonight now that you would bless every leader, every church leader, community leader, civic leader, social leader. May the Holy Spirit give us wisdom and, and revelation and insight on how to make a difference with our influences. May your kingdom be advanced. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. You have no place here. We bind up every spirit of fear, every spirit of cowardice, every spirit of murder, and, 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 and every spirit of terrorism. Father, we thank you for victory. We thank you for value and vision. God, may we have a, vo a voice and a vote. And God, may we yet extend the spirit of the ministry of presence for those there in Buffalo, those here in Charlotte, all over this country, and everywhere in between. Bless now our time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Friends, I want to say thank you just quickly for, for taking time to be on this special Zoom call tonight. Our goal is that every Tuesday night we find uh, and we are relevant, rapid, ready, and have real talk. Uh, that we're able to take scripture and, and Bible theory and, and, and theology and apply it to, to right now relevant situations. That you, the man and woman of God, will feel equipped, empowered, right? And, 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 and ready to go, give an answer. I'm Dr. Michael Anthony Stevens. Thank you for joining on tonight. We look so forward to seeing you all later this week. Uh, if, if, you, if you don't have a church home and you, you don't have a fellowship, you don't have a pastor, a spiritual family, I'd, 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 I'd welcome you. I'd love to have you a part of our church. And uh, if you're in the Charlotte area, come join us on campus. We'd love to have you 10 a.m. Sunday mornings, Huntersville, North Carolina. You can always go to the City Church, excuse me, City Church Kojic, citychurchkojic.com for more information. Or if you're online, join us Facebook Live, join us on our church app. We'd love to have you as a part of our virtual church membership. God bless everybody. Thank you for joining. Be encouraged. Be strong in the Lord. And may the Lord bless you all. Good night and God bless. Good night. Yeah, good, night. good night, everyone. Good, good night. night. God bless. God bless you all. Bless. God bless. Good night. Thank you again, Brother Herb. Thank you, Brother Pastor Tino.
your help. And I appreciate you all more than you know. And uh, today, together, I think we can make a big difference, all right? Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Have a good night. God bless you. Have a good night. God bless Thank you for taking the time and listening to the City Church broadcast. Join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday morning worship and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for Tuesday night teachings. Follow us at City Church Kojic on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Download our City Church app to stay in the know and visit the City Church website at citychurchkojic.com. That's citychurchkojic.com. God bless.